0: So what's going on? Success says, Listeners, to Tyler McCart coming at you, episode 142, and very excited to be able to <clears throat> talk to you guys this morning. Um, I have just flown back in from, it, uh, from Orlando, Florida, and uh, had to go buy a dealer, and now I'm headed off to a school district, yep, and uh, just doing what I do best, and what I'm anointed to do for right now. And uh, that's kind of where I want to land uh, with you guys, if I could. Something that uh, my pastor and I, or my campus pastor and I, uh, had a conversation about a couple of months ago, and it actually revolves around uh, what I shared in episode 135, uh, the most unlikely success principle. And uh, just a quick review of that success principle uh, right there is... Um, you've got to be okay with the waiting. All right. Um, you know, if you're, if you're all about, uh, Matthew chapter six, verse 33, it says seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, you know, your first and foremost priority is kingdom business and the righteousness within that kingdom, which is basically the, you know, uh, governing, you know, laws and, uh, you know, commands and things of that nature, uh, of that kingdom. And so that's kind of what we have to adhere to. And that's what we seek, you know, on a daily basis. And so your priority, uh, throughout basically your whole entire life has to be kingdom first. Okay. If you're a child of God, uh, you've been born into a kingdom and you're not born into a religion, uh, you know, basically Jesus did not come back to earth to establish a religion. He actually came back to start uh to create a uh, a government, a new uh to reestablish a government actually, to take back what was really lost in the garden of Eden. And so your first and foremost priority has to be uh kingdom first and his righteousness. So, you know, with that said, you have, you know, uh, for me, I've you know, I've actually, you know, I do my very best to kingdom first, okay? Uh, I'm not perfect uh, by no stretch of the imagination, but uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that means that anything that um, that the Lord or my Heavenly Father gives me um, as a task or as a thing to do, I can do it. Um, I just can't do it under my own power. I have to do it, you know, through the enabling anointing, uh, that is Christ. So I go back to where I was at, um, really about a year ago. Um, you know, there was some transition time going on with me. I really did not know, uh, what the, what was going to be happening, you know, with my job. And, uh, you know, I had gotten a word from the Lord uh, from a gentleman, and that word was, uh, the brook is drying up. And so I, I basically, right around uh, the middle of October uh, of last year, decided, okay, it's, it's time, you know, for me to move on. And, you know, literally as soon as I made that decision, um, you know, a new opportunity sprung up. Uh, for me which I'm actually in today. That opportunity sprung up and it was the right opportunity and I didn't have to well, anyway, I don't have time to go into that, but anyway, so but during that time of, you know, transitioning into this new job, you know, I I was just wrestling with a little bit of this whole waiting aspect of waiting for what I knew God had You know, shown me a glimpse of or given me a dream of, you know, for my life. And, you know, I believe I'm talking to some, you know, some individuals out there regarding this, and I believe that God gave me this vision, and, you know, I just, I was wrestling with this whole entire thing of feeling like, and I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but feeling like I was just sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the sidelines, and time, life, opportunities were just passing me by, and I wasn't seeing any kind of, uh, you know, fruit or any kind of, um, how to say it, um, joy, you know, from, you know, what I, what I had been shown by my Heavenly Father, all right, and I, I knew, I knew of the story Of Joseph, I did how that God showed him his vision and he went through a a waiting time before his dream, you know, actually manifested. Moses was the same way. Uh, There's plenty of people. David is the same way. Um, Even Jesus himself, same way. But I wanted to do a study on Paul. So I I went and started digging and did some homework and research on the life of Paul and. you know, actually found out some, you know, pretty cool stuff. And the short story of that stuff was this right here. Paul, as soon as he got, uh, you know, saved and redeemed, he basically became, you know, uh, Paul and, you know, he went off actually after being in Damascus for a short period of time, he went off and actually went into the wilderness, it says for three years And those three years were basically where he did not confer with flesh and blood, but only with the spirit. I mean, that's actually in the, in his epistles. He, he talks about that. Well, with him actually being out there, he got this revelation of God's grace and God's uh, redemption of being able to take back the kingdom and how the kingdom was uh, to be operating, you know, and he got a full dose of that. Well, with that, said he came back into, you know, society and began sharing this revelation that he had. And, and it sprung up in, in Damascus, I believe it was where he was at, that man, um, this is one of the new fiery preachers of, you know, this, uh, this kingdom and uh, this gospel. And man, this is good news, uh, that, you know, God's going to write the laws on my heart. God's going to extend me grace. I'm not under, not under the law anymore. Uh, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, you know, Jesus is actually within me. Uh, in these things that Paul had the revelation, and all of a sudden he met opposition. Well, they let Paul down in a basket, and he went to the brethren in Jerusalem. Well, as he was in uh, when, when he went there. He was he was actually resisted a little bit, and this gentleman named Barnabas actually you know befriended Paul in Jerusalem, and you know basically said, "Hey, I'll vouch for you," you know, and finally got him introduced to Peter and basically everybody. You know, in the story goes. Well, as he was there, you know, his new teachings or his way he was you know teaching at that time or preaching really <laughs> uh, upset a lot of the Jewish leaders at the time and so much so that they wanted to kill him. And sure enough, sure enough, the, um, the men, uh, or the disciples, you know, basically said to Paul, Hey Paul, uh, we realize that, you know, what you've got is awesome stuff, but you know, just until things calm down, why don't you go to back to Tarsus, your home, stay there. So, literally, they asked him to do that in the very next verse. I think it's in Acts chapter 5 or chapter 6. It might be verse 25. I'm, I can't remember exactly. But it says that the very next ver- verse after they asked Paul to do that, literally this huge explosion, it says the church flourishes. It, it talks about, you know, all these miracles that happened with Peter and with John and with Philip. And, you know, uh, and then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, Antioch, uh, this really, this first time that she, this huge, um, you know, uh, explosion of, 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 the actual kingdom took place in Antioch and, uh, Barnabas was asked to go to that. But what I found and what was a, just a huge revelation to me and just a huge comfort to me, even though during all that time that, you know, the, that the message of the kingdom was getting out and people were uh, getting saved and you know lives were being changed paul was in tarsus for 6 years all right so he was in tarsus for 6 years and when barnabas came and he had to go and find paul that's what it says whenever he found paul he brought paul back to help him out with tarsus and the Barnabas and, you know, uh, Paul tag team duo, uh, started setting the world on fire pretty much. And there was where things get kicked off for Paul in his ministry and what he was called to do. But that was six years. right? So you, you know, you sit there and you kind of look at things, you know, like, uh, Joseph, uh, or, you know, I can go to Abraham. Abraham had to wait, what, 25 years before Isaac showed up on the scene. Uh, what, uh, Joseph had to wait 20 something years before he was actually reunited to his, uh, his family and his family actually bowed down to him and he was in a position of authority. Um, Moses had to wait for 40 years. Um, you know, David had to wait, uh, I believe it was something like 13 years, uh, before he was, uh, you know, released to go do what he needed to do, uh, or when he came into actually the vision of what God had had done. Well, I shared all that with my you know Pastor Brian, uh, my campus pastor, and it was something that you know he just hadn't you know really kind of put together. But you know that as a born again believer, and I go back to uh, putting the kingdom as priority. Sometime as a kingdom a kingdom citizen or kingdom ambassador, you are called to wait. You're called to go into maybe this time of obscurity or this time of, you know, hiding, so to speak, where that, you know, your vision or whatever that, you know, God might have revealed to you isn't going to come to pass. It's not saying that it's not going to come to pass it just the timing of that vision is not going to come to pass yet today and where i was at uh back in you know december uh january of 2017 2018 that's where i was at i was in this thing where i got this revelation of you know i've got to be okay with the waiting <clears throat> and i i don't need to try to rush the waiting that i just need to be satisfied and content with the waiting. And when I shared that with uh, Pastor Brian, he made this comment to me <clears throat> which just really set a just shotgun off inside of me. He said he said, "Yeah, Tyler, man, that is awesome stuff that you know, you have to be okay with the waiting, but Tyler, there's winning in the waiting." And man, when he said that to me, I quickly just registered that, yes, there is winning in the waiting, you know, although I might be waiting and, you know, being prepared or, you know, uh, maybe uh, God is, you know, pruning some things inside my life to get me groomed and so I can bear much fruit for the season that I'm going to be, that I'm called to or the vision that God's called me to, that's, that's winning. And even in the winning, even in that seem seem like obscurity, God's not God's not away from me. God wasn't away from me. I mean, good night. I mean, how many victory stories do I have uh, where that I that God has used me or used Amy or used my family uh, during this time of waiting to where that we've got stories to draw from to share and. You know, for me, guys, you, in your season of waiting, there is no reason why you shouldn't still be winning, all right? And I guess, let me define what that winning looks like. Winning looks like this right here when you're in the waiting, that you're still not allowing Satan to kick your butt, you're kicking his butt, you're still... uh, walking in love with your fellow man. You're still, uh, ministering to people wherever they might be. You know, you're being faithful to where you are today. I I remember I I was talking recently to this gentleman. Okay. And, um, great guy. And he's, he's been in a kind of a tough spot. Um, but what was awesome is, is, is I, I had heard something from Joyce Meyer that really kind of you know, helped me out whenever someone is in there going, you know, I, I just don't know what God's doing and, and I don't know what to do. I don't see. And I'm, and I just told the general, I said, Hey, look, man, look, stop looking so far ahead. You know, exactly what you need to do right now. I mean, we're talking in this very moment, you know, exactly what you need to do today. Stop looking to the future. And man, this is called winning in the waiting right here. Stop looking at the future of where you're going and look at just today and win the day. Win today. Do exactly what you know you need to do today because you know what you need to do. And he said, man, that, that's just that's so refreshing to hear, Tyler. You're exactly right. Um, I know I want to be out of the situation or circumstances, but you know what? If I just, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do what I know I need to do. Today, all right, and you know, he's in the sales, so I, you know, he said, <clears throat> you're right, I know that I need to make a call to a customer, I need to reply some emails, I know I need to do these things right here, and it's just being faithful with what you're supposed to do today in this <clears throat> period of waiting, you're still faithful, you're still winning in the waiting, and isn't it interesting that I told him that last week, and over the weekend, over the weekend, he told, he sends me this, uh, he gets on the phone actually on, what was it? I think it was Monday of this past week. He gets on the phone. He calls me up. He says, man, it's Tyler. I just gotta tell you, gotta tell you some good news, man. I'm like, man, lay it on me, brother. And he says, look, I just was having dinner with one of my good friends. And you know, he found out that, I that I'm wanting to do some real estate on the side. And guess what? right there at dinner he's like all right look you're listing my house and it's it's your listing you know and you know the gentleman also need to list his own house because he was selling his own house but boom right then and there god showed him of something that he'd been hoping and waiting for for a little while all of a sudden started to give a little bit of pink a little bit of a manifestation of that and when you're win- winning in the waiting that you're doing only what you know you need to do today. Not what you need to think about tomorrow. Not what you feel like you've been called to. Not what you, no. You know exactly what you need to do today. You know, it might be, you might be, you know, in the shower or you might be, you know, uh, in your car or you might be cutting the grass right now. Right now, you need to just be focused and stop thinking about what it's going to be like whenever I get to that certain point or when that, you know, the waiting is over and I'm able to, you know, get all the way to there. And, you know, my wife even had this conversation with me the other day. You know, she's got her own book out. She's got another book out as well. And, you know, she, she said, you know what? Uh, and her book's been out for over a year. And she knows she's called to speak and she knows we're called our, you know, our uh, marketing business eventually. And she finally kind of called me up uh, one morning after having a quiet time and having a long conversation with her Heavenly Father and guess what? She she said, you know, you know, Tyler, I'm just done with it all. I'm 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 fine if I if I don't go and speak. I'm fine if I don't write another book. I'm fine if I don't go, you know, if we don't <clears throat> If we don't do what we're called to do because I'm fine with it all. You know why? Because I'm not the one that's going to do it. I know God's going to do it. So you know what? I'm just going to focus on right now what I have to go do today. And man, it was just so refreshing to hear Amy say that to me because it was a reminder to me that there's winning in the waiting. You know, you can win every day by focusing only on today and not worrying about what you're going to be doing tomorrow or trying to do tomorrow or trying to accomplish tomorrow because you know what? Tomorrow ain't here. Today's here. And I want to encourage you, Success as Listener, that there's winning in the waiting. And how you win is, how you win during the waiting is you focus only on what you have to do today. And trust me, if you just focus on what you gotta to do today, things will pick up. <laughs> they they will definitely pick up. And they will, you know, accelerate to where that all of a sudden, boom, man, I'm I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm 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 in this vision. I'm in this, you know, the vision is no longer a vision, it's actually reality. And I'm actually still winning because I'm only focusing on today. So success as community, guys, thanks so much for listening in on this. uh, I hope this was a blessing to you. Know this guys, know this, that, you know, Psalms chapter four, excuse me, Psalms chapter 37, uh, I think it's verse 23 or somewhere in there says that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. All right. God is ordering your steps. That's why you just need to focus on today. Do what you need to do today And man, guys, know that you're blessed, highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthrough is upon you guys, and gang, we'll catch you on the other side.